Welcome back to the Highland Street Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm here with my co-host Garrett. And today, uh, the basketball gods dropped some news on us. So we're going to cover Coach K's retirement next year. Brad Stevens being the new president of basketball for the Boston Celtics, and then NBA playoffs. I'd really like to thank the news gods. We were supposed to have a nice, easy show today. It was going to be like 45 minutes, a little bit of bullshit, you know, talk about the playoffs, and then then we'd be done. And let's just jump right into it. Coach K announced today this will be his final season for Duke. Honestly, that's, that's the biggest news of the week. The only thing that topped that for me is like, Aaron Rodgers gets traded, to be honest, which that's coming. I'm just I'm just going to point it out that like that's coming. I guarantee it. I saw his jerseys were on some like clearance racks in a couple stores like Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. Somebody knows something we don't. As far as Coach K goes, I, I just I just want to ask this. Is he the greatest basketball coach of all time? Not just college, not just NBA. He's not an NBA coach, but of all time. Greatest basketball coach? I don't think so. Okay. I I, I would say he's the, the easily the greatest college basketball coach of all time. But I can't put him in the greats because he never hit that next next level of coaching. I feel like it's way, way harder to coach in the NBA than it is to coach in the NCAA. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Well... Hear me out. In the NCAA, you could literally go and recruit the best team in in all of NCAA easily. In basketball, you you really can't. You can't at all. Actually, it's not you really can't. You actually have to you have to get under a salary cap. You have to get players that work well together. You have to get a whole scheme together. Whereas in college, you can kind of just take the the greatest players and they'll just work well together because it's not the best competition in the world. Whereas in the NBA, it is. Well, where I disagree with you is I think coaching in college is actually harder. I mean, I think it's harder in the idea that there's more schemes to it. Recruiting, I mean, you could, like, you don't get the same guys every year. You know, if your GM drafts well for you and you end up with LeBron James or whatever, you're going to be good, you know. Stars in the NBA dominate, like they just do. College, there's always roster turnover. You're always getting new guys in, especially in this day and age. And, you know, he didn't do the one-and-done thing for a long time. And as soon as he started doing the one-and-done thing, boom, they win a title in 2015, I believe. 20, oh, it would have been, yeah, it would have been 2015 they won that title with Jaleel Okafor, Justice Winslow. To me, if I sit back and think about it, Coach K probably is the greatest coach in basketball history. I would say, I mean... You know, I think about Pat Riley. I think about Phil Jackson. I think about Red Auerbach, uh, Jerry Sloan, Greg Popovich. You know, I think I think about those guys. Obviously, Roy Williams and uh, his name is blanking on me. Dean Smith. For I don't know why I couldn't think of him. Uh, Jim Beheim. You know, I think of those guys as well. But man, I mean, coach. If you asked any NBA player that never went to college, where would you have gone to college? The answer is always Duke. It's always Duke. I mean, Duke was nothing before he got there. It was nothing. They, they, they were not a prominent program, and he shows up after coaching at Army West Point, and boom, I mean, they were, they were success. I mean, to me, he's the greatest coach of all time, I mean, and then it's especially on, like, the, the international level, too. I mean, the Team USA stuff. He never lost a Team USA game. 
<laughs> I mean, granted, you're playing with the NBA's yeah, best, I, I but like, I don't. but remember, the NBA's best were at Athens in 2004, and they took home the bronze medal. And then instantly, they're like, "All right, we're done with this shit." Coach K becomes the coach. He gets all the guys to show up and play hard as a team, and they never lose. So to me, like that also factors in. And I, how many titles does he have? Does, is it six? He's got two five. with Leitner. Is it? It's five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he won five titles in whatever. He was at Duke since 80, 1980 to, well, it's going to be 2022, basically. You know, that's 32 years. Five titles in 32 years is pretty good. Like, that's winning a title, you know, once every six and a half years. That's that's pretty good considering. Well, he's 46 years of head coaching, and that's, that, doesn't in, or that includes all of his Duke and then uh, prior to Duke. Uh, he's got a 1,170 win and then 361 loss record. Yeah, I mean, that's a 760 winning percentage. Yeah. That's off the charts. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, to, to basically be successful, you know, after five years at Duke, they, they really hit their stride, five, six years. Like like I said, I, I think it's he's easily the, the best NCAA coach of all time, and I don't know if there's ever going to be somebody that touches him. Also, I want to throw John Wooden's name out there, too. I missed him, but, yeah, go ahead. But I still, I'm still gonna hold true to the fact that he didn't move up. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's way bigger of an accomplishment to be the greatest NBA coach of all time. And I mean, he never did that, so I can't put him in the same, same lineup as all of these guys: the Greg Popoviches, the Pat Rileys, the Phil Jacksons. I can't, I can't do that. And I, I, I get it. I do. He, he will go down as the best NCAA coach, but he didn't go to the NBA. And not all not all college coaches do well in major sports. Ninety nine percent of college basketball coaches fail at the NBA level. But I think it takes I think it's a much bigger accomplishment to do well in the NBA and any major organization actually than it is to do in the NCAA. All right, so great transition. Speaking of college basketball coaches that succeed in the NBA, Danny Ainge stepped down as the president of basketball operations today for the Boston Celtics. And Brad Stevens, who has been the head coach for eight seasons, was promoted. As a Celtics fan, I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm really excited about that move. I saw a lot of backlash about it today. I don't know where that's coming. Brad Stevens hasn't been a pretty good NBA coach. I, I mean, made a joke earlier saying that the Celtics organization is in shambles. I almost slapped you <laughs> in the face for that one, but whatever. I mean... I also have to redact my statements I made a couple weeks ago on this podcast. I had read a report. Danny Ainge was coming back next year. Brad Stevens' job was fine. Apparently, within the last two weeks, Danny Ainge decided he wanted wanted to retire. It's probably been a lot longer than two weeks. More than likely. You haven't heard any rumors. I don't know if you've heard rumors about it. but I know that Jackie McMullen had been on this for about six months. She was saying that there was going to be some changes. But then Adam Himmelsbach, who's a guy that I, I read a lot of out of Boston, was like, no, 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 no. There, there's, there's not – everybody's coming back. Like, he had sources on it. It was legit. We're all souped up in Celtics here today. I, really. I'm feeling good. Like, we got, lo- we got eliminated last night. And that shirt – for somebody that just lost in the playoffs. I'm good. Doing, Listen, I'm well. good. We lost to a team. We're missing three starters. What do you want us to do? All right? Jason Tatum is a super-duper star. It's official. All right? Don't even give me that look. He's a super duper star. He's a stud. So be on your team. Oh my God! You can't even say that. We traded back in the draft to get him. 
Danny Andrews is the only guy in the draft that could have had the balls to move back to still get his guy. Whatever you say. Whatever. I don't know why you got to hate on Tatum like that. You hate him. I don't know. I don't hate Tatum. He's a great basketball player. I just hate the Celtics for having him. Undeserved. Undeserved. The Brooklyn Nets make a dumb trade with you guys. And and now it works out for you guys. And now look at them. They're about to win an NBA They ain't winning shit. They're not winning shit. We'll get into that a little later. All right. So where does the future of the Celtics go with a new head coach and Brad Stevens as the president of basketball? All right. Well, let me give you some names. And... I read some of these today. I also thought about a lot of these today. I mean, it's, you know, it's my head. It's my team's head coaching position. I, I'm obviously going to think about it. Number one on the list should be Chauncey Billups. I, I think without a question, it should be Chauncey. The problem with this Boston team was they lacked heart. They, they lacked like some get in the foxhole kind of thing. You know, who, who's, who's got your back? And I think a guy like Chauncey Billups, who's been there, Mr. Big Shot, played in a lot of big games. Like, he fits that, that description of what they're looking for. Point guard, smart, intelligent, you know, not super flashy, grit and grind. I think that should be the number one choice. Number two, Becky Hammond. Without a question, Becky Hammond should be interviewed for the, for the job of the Boston Celtics. They have broken all of the barriers when it comes to first black player drafted, first all-black starting five, first black head coach. It's time for a female head coach, and I think Becky Hammond is deserving of the job. I think she does a great job with the Spurs, and I think that it would be foolish of Boston not to not at, at least to interview her. Like, she deserves an interview job, for sure. And on the same lines, Kara Lawson, who's on the Celtics uh, squad right now, she is an assistant coach. My last name would be Sam Cassell. It's kind of similar to Chauncey, but I don't know if he's necessarily the, the star-powered leadership that you're looking for, but played in a lot of big games, um, has been in the coaching circuit for a little while now, deserving of a head coaching job. I swear to God, it better not be Mark Jackson. I don't want to hear Mark Jackson's name even mentioned. He's, he's not good enough to coach. He's just not. You had Steph Curry. You did nothing. So what with you're him. saying is you're gonna they're gonna hire Mark Jackson. You're gonna be really. They're not gonna hire Mark Jackson's gonna be, not gonna get an interview. You're gonna be really upset for the next year, and then when he does well in two years, they're not hiring. Like, Mark Jackson. Oh, I was wrong. I, I, I messed up with him. He won't I get an interview. I apologize, Mark Jackson. Sorry for doubting you at the start. That's how it always he, works with you. I'll say it again. He won't get an interview. Okay. He's Whatever not going to. He couldn't get an interview with the Knicks, where he played. <laughs> they're not interviewing Mark Jackson. Hundred percent. So those those four people are your kind of. I think I think those are the four guys, well, ladies respectively. Yeah. The other the only other one I can think of is Jay Larinaga, and he's their assistant coach right now. He's their head assistant. Um, he's kind of been in line for a head coaching job. He's taken a couple interviews. The only thing I don't th- the only reason I don't think they'll hire him is I feel like Brad's going to want to go in a direction that's not one of his immediate staff that's been there for a while because when I listened to him today he was kind of saying you know my voice has kind of gotten a little dry we need a new kind of direction so I feel like it's going to be an outside hire although I wouldn't be shocked if it's Jay Larinaga or Kara Lawson like both of them are well deserving Larinaga should have a head coaching job I don't know what teams are going to be well I have an idea of what teams are going to be looking for a head coach but 
he should be one of the candidates this summer for any teams that are looking for one. He's a, he's a very good assistant coach. But, yeah, th- those would be the four, I think. So the other side of the Celtics moving forward, a lot of people have been talking trades today with the new head coach coming in and what they think the new head coach, albeit whoever it is, should do. Um, I want to throw a potential trade that I saw on Twitter at you. It was it was a fan's – it was actually – respectively, has a lot of, of followers. Um, so they said – Throw an offer to the Pelicans. Send Kemba to the Pelicans for, like, a Lonzo ball. And then try to trade some assets to another team for a big man. They couldn't say exactly what it was because they don't know what the new scheme is going to be for the Celtics with a new head coach with how they handle a big man. But they said definitely they should at least try to trade, like, a Kemba for a a Lonzo ball-esque player. I'm actually happy with what you just said yeah the problem is Lonzo is going to be a restricted free agent now they can do a sign and trade with him the problem is you're going to have to give up more than just Kemba Kemba's got a bad contract he he's clearly got knee problems there he's not healthy like 100 he's not healthy if I was to list like the top five untradeable contracts in the NBA it would be Kevin Love number one John Wall, number two, uh, Kemba, number three, Porzingis, number four. So the problem is you're kind of looking at trying to swap Kemba for one of those guys. The move to me, now I like the Lonzo Ball move. I actually think Boston should pursue him if they can move on from Kemba because what I feel like this team lacks is the, the ball needs to be in Tatum and Brown's hands. And they need a point guard that can be more of a transition point guard, actually like what Lonzo does, where the ball doesn't stick to him. He just moves it, and he shoots a high enough percentage from three where that would work. The move really is you've got to try to convince Dallas that Porzingis doesn't work. I think that's the move. Porzingis is just, it doesn't work. He can't play defense. He's only good as a floor spacer. I feel like if they can convince Kemba, or if they can convince Dallas that Kemba's worth it, they can make that move happen. Other than that, I mean, you're looking at Kevin Love. I just don't know how they can trade Kemba. It's going to be hard. He's, he's, he's got $70 million over the next two years. I mean, that's that's a lot of money to move for a guy that's 80% of what he was two years ago. Yeah. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, game three when you guys won. He was terrible. The, yeah. He was three of three of 16. Yes. I mean, that's terrible. So it's he, almost like you don't even need him. Well, the problem is it, it just seems like he's either A, hurt when you need him, or B, every time there's a big game, he's, he's a shell of himself. I don't know what it is. Um, and, and actually, I love Kemba Walker, and it really hurts me. Like, he's my favorite college player of all time, but Danny really screwed that one up. Like, he screwed that one up. He paid too much money for a guy that was well-known that he had some knee issues when he could have just kept Terry Rozier. But I feel like he was put in a situation where, oh, I'm going to lose Kyrie. Like, I got to replace him with something. So let me go get Kemba Walker, who's pretty close to what Kyrie Irving is. And it just hasn't worked out like that. It's it's just been kind of a crapshoot and a lot of unlucky breaks and whatever. But to me, you have to try to move Kemba. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it because it's just such a big contract. The other move is Marcus Smart. 
He's coming into a contract year. This is his last year on the team. They've got to try to move him. I don't know how many times they they have to watch him miss seven threes in a game and turn the ball over four times in crucial moments for them to realize it's it's time to move on. Like he's a great player and he belongs on a championship team, but this it's not working. It's he's not filling a role that they need him to fill. It just it's not working for him. They need to build a roster that's going to fit around Tatum and Brown. You have two guys that are under the age of 24. Like they need to do everything they can to build the roster to what they do best. And it's not at that point right now. It's not built around them. Now, what are your thoughts? So when you look at a – I'm going to move to a, the center position now, seeing as that's kind of what you guys are, are looking into this offseason. Are you looking for a, a big name, trying to trade for a big name center, or would you be perfectly okay trading for a, a young, under 26, 27-year-old center? Well, the problem is they have Robert Williams, and I think Robert Williams is actually a stud for them. His problem is health. Like, he's not healthy. Um, They have Tristan Thompson on a contract for next year. He's probably movable, though. I mean, here's the name. You want it? You want the name? It's Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, you. you I think we talked about this last week even. Like, who's the next guy that's going to get pissed off? I feel like it's him. You know, you've got to be in on that, I think. So what about a uh, – he's a restricted free agent, but he's 23. What about Jared Allen? I like Jared Allen. I just think someone – I think Cleveland's going to throw just Try stupid money. Yeah, they're yeah. going to throw stupid money at him. Like, that's the tricky thing with restricted free agency. It's just – it's so hard to pin guys down because most of the time the team that has them under a contract is going to do whatever it can to – keep them um and you also don't want to get sucked into a bad contract you don't want to overpay for guys and that that's something that Danny Ainge has been great about he's he's had a couple of mistakes it's like the Kemba deal was a bad deal but he didn't overpay for Al Horford he wasn't willing to overpay for Gordon Hayward like he let those guys walk Marcus Morris is another one he, he was not going to overpay for them and I assume that Brad Stevens is going to feel the same way he's not going to overpay for guys you, you just can't make those kind of mistakes because, I mean, we're seeing it with Kemba. It, it can cripple your franchise. Like, they have Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, they gave up two second-round picks for, not a big deal. But, like, what are they going to do with him? Is, and we've seen it in the playoffs. He was awful in the playoffs. He was, ter- he was terrible. Yeah. I mean, terrible. He couldn't hit a shot. So, if it comes down to it, I mean, he's going to be an odd man out. They're they're going to have to move at least Kemba or Smart like to make it feasible. I think Robert Williams has trade value, and I think Aaron Neesmith has trade value. And then Romeo Langford has some. It's not much, but it's a little bit. So you're going to have like five pieces, six pieces that you can use and pick. They have all their own picks. They don't have anybody else's picks, but they have their own picks. And that's, I mean, you can do stuff with that. You know, At some point, you're going to have to start moving their own first-round picks. Like it, You just have to do it. You can't be afraid to make that move. Taco Fall should be your starting side. I thinking about it. Now. I've been advocating for Taco to play more. I'm just saying, he gets in the game and he just messes things up. Like, wow, what's a seven foot seven guy doing in here? Like, he can block my shot from anywhere. That, I don't want to drive to the rim against that dude. Hell no. And he messes the game up for three minutes, and then the other team figures it out, and they're like, okay, so we figured it out. But it's three minutes of chaos. So. 
it's hard. I'm trying to come up with a, a decent either signing or trade option for you guys that doesn't involve like cat. Because I feel like that's going to be your go-to. Yeah, th- no, that's unrealistic. I mean, I'm not even looking at that as a move. So I'm looking at the free agents for next year, but I'm assuming the Celtics are going to want to go y- y- on the younger side. I don't think so. so like I think there's going to be more of a a veteran move. So like a Mike Conley, he's an unrestricted Hell free no. agent. He's 33. Hell no. Kyle Lowry is an unrestricted free Hell agent. Hell no. 35. Um. I mean, the next best, in my opinion, you got that isn't Lonzo Ball, is you have Dennis Schroeder. Lakers are going to keep him. 28 years old, unrestricted free agent. See, but the problem is you're not going to be able to sign those guys. They're, like, you're not going to be able to outright sign them. You're going to have to move somebody to get them. Is someone taking on Kemba Walker's contract? Like, that's, that's the problem. Like, that's why I say the move is you've got to try to get Porzingis because that – there's nobody that's just going to take on that deal. It's not going to happen. Like, you're not calling up Minnesota and like, hey, we got Kemba Walker for you. Can we have Carl Anthony Towns? And we'll throw in a couple picks. Like, no, you call it Minnesota with that, and they're going to be like, well, we want all the picks we can get plus all the pick swaps, and then we want Marcus Smart too. And it's like, okay, well, eh, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that. But that's what, I mean, that's what it's going to take to make a move like that. So, I mean, they're not signing anybody. They're just not going to be able to do that. It's not going to happen. I would target a guy like Mitchell Robinson from the yeah. Knicks, but I doubt they'll give him up. Although, you might be able to persuade them, hey, would you take on Kemba Walker? You missed out on him the last time. We'll throw in a pick. We want Mitchell Robinson and somebody else. I mean, I, I don't know. We're, we're a long ways away from that. But I'm, I'm excited for the move. I'm glad that Brad is moving up. In the, in the roster, I, I like where he is in the front office. I think Brad Stevens is a genius when it comes to basketball. So I'm glad that we didn't lose him. And I'm, I'm excited for our next coaching opportunity. This, this job is like the top job available, no question. So let's jump into the playoffs here. Um, so we're recording this at about 8.30 on Wednesday. Right now, Washington is up or down two at the half to Philly. Joel Embiid is out for this game. Oh, I did not see that. Yes, he has a partially torn meniscus in his knee that he suffered in quarter one or quarter 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 one of game four. What if? Okay, let, let me let me ask you this question, Embiid. Why do people assume this dude is like the next guy? He can't stay healthy. I think it's uh, exciting. He's an exciting player to watch. I'll give him that much credit. I, you see a big guy who talks his shit but also backs it up. And he's tough. And now I look at Joel Embiid and, like, I'd be terrified. There are some centers that I look at and, I, like, I'm, I'm like, 5'11", 6 foot tall. Are we really doing this so right now? So I can't now? talk <laughs> shit about these centers. But some of them don't look scary to me. Like, Jokic just looks like a cuddly teddy bear. Like, I'd be Oh, happy. he's a goofball. Like, you know he's a goofball. But, like, I look at Joel Embiid and I'm like, you are fucking terrifying. Like, what? You are just, you are the real deal, 100%. That's why. I think that's why a lot of people are on the hype train of Joel. I like Joel Embiid. I'm not a Sixers fan. I am not a Joel Embiid guy. No. I, will I mean, n- I will never be an Embiid guy. Outside of injury. Still no? No, because that's my problem with him. Okay. You can't. 
we, we made it three games into the playoffs and he's nicked. I mean, every year it's something with him. It's every year. Yeah. And, you know, you can't rely on that. It's, it's, so now Ben Simmons and, and lim- okay. Philadelphia definitely had a trade for James Harden. It was Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey for James Harden. Did they screw up? Right now, if Philly had James Harden, are they the not, are they not the favorites to come out of the East? In, if instead of Ben Simmons, they have James Harden, are they not the favorites? I don't think so. Really, really. S- Re- I, I, okay, I, I, you realize I, Ben Simmons is shooting twenty percent from the free throw line in this series, right? I I don't think that they would it would make that. So you're saying James Harden is no longer on the Nets? No, he's not on the Nets. He's on Philly. Yeah, I mean, no, I still don't think they're the favorites. You don't think that team is the favorites? No, with James. I think Daryl Morey royally botched that move. Because you're you're taking away a, a great defensive player in Ben Simmons and who can't play down the stretch of games. But then you're, you're they they hack a shot. But then you're him. you're bringing in a guy that who has consistently been a terrible playoff performer. He's okay. I agree a with you on that. In the playoffs. I agree with you on that. Look, but it, it took him to get. What's Ben Simmons ever done in the playoffs? What did James Harden ever do in the playoffs? He's been to three Western Conference Finals, played in an NBA Finals. His team doesn't miss 28 consecutive three-pointers. He beats the Kevin Durant Warriors. I'm no James Harden fan. I can't believe I'm defending him right now, but he's the best player on the Nets right now. He's been the best player on the Nets. I don't think it makes them the favorites. I don't really. It, I think it takes away from the Nets. But I think it puts that spotlight back on the Bucks. I'll tell you what, if they had James Harden the other night, they wouldn't have lost to Washington. So now... The Nets had J- James Harden and they lost to the Boston Celtics. Like, what, what, what's your what's your? They lost there? to They lost to a team where their best player got 50. I mean, D- Russell Westbrook was 3 of 19 in game four. He went 3 of 19 from the field and they lost. How do you let Washington win that game with their best player going three of 19? If you have James Harden, they don't lose that. Ben Simmons can't get fouled to go. They won't have him. You're not fouling James Harden at the end of the game. I, I'm gonna he shoots 90% from the free throw line. Like it helps them. I, I think it's an improvement, but I don't think it makes them the favorite. So you're saying right now you'd rather have Ben Simmons than James Harden? No, I'm not saying that. Well, you that's asked, what you're saying. No, you asked me if I think that the Sixers would be the favorite. And well, that's the same thing. I mean, no, it's not. Well, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you'd rather have James Harden than Ben Simmons, but if they had J- okay, How Here, okay. Here's what I'm saying. The only reason we're saying the Brooklyn's the favorite is because they have that three. Yes. The the Sixers two would be improved if they had James Harden. Am I correct? Yeah. Philly's the number one seed. Am I cor- am I correct? Correct. James Harden is like almost averaging a triple double. Am I correct? He can score 50 anytime he, he wants. Is he averaging a triple-double without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? He did it in Houston almost. He missed it. He missed out on it by one rebound. Is he doing it in Philadelphia? He very well could. I mean... Philadelphia I, is way better if they have James Harden. It's not even close. They'd be my favorites I for the title. I don't think they're the favorites. I think that Nets team would still be better than Philadelphia. 
<laughs> you have Kyrie Irving. You have Kevin Ky- Durant. Oh, Kyrie Irving. Okay, yeah, don't even get me started. Okay, yeah. yeah, but you can't talk. Neither you of them can like stay Kyrie healthy. Kyrie Irving because Ky- he played for the Celtics. He he disrespects you guys every time he plays against you. I don't like Kyrie Irving because he quits on his team and he's soft. They have Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, they Kevin still Durant have, is they one. They still have Blake Griffin. That team is still so good. Blake, Gri- really? You're gonna say Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin. That really? Team is okay. So- well, the Sixers have Dwight Howard. I mean, come on. Or were you gonna name guys that were good six years ago? That come on. That Nets team is still good. I don't, like I said, I don't think the Nets are the favorite. I think the Bucks would be the favorites. I would take Philly over the Bucks That's if they had fine. James Harden. That's one hundred percent okay. But so, Kevin Durant is one right, stiff breeze. On? Fine. They're one <laughs> Kevin Durant is one stiff breeze away from like a broken rib cage. All right. So I wanna bring something up really quick. The Lakers and the Suns. What is wrong with LeBron James? Why does he have the God complex to him? Why do people think he is a living God? I watched that dude down 30 with five minutes left in that game walk out on his team. Why is the greatest, greatest No, no, no. Don't even say that. Don't even say that. In air quotes, because he's not. Why is he walking out on his team down 30? If you're the guy that's always claimed to be, oh, I'm about hyping my teammates up, I'm about helping the team, I'm about being that guy for my team, why are you walking on your team down 30 with five minutes left? No injuries. No reports today of injury. I mean, he's definitely banged up. He, dude, he, he's old. Of course he's banged up. No, I, after his, his ankle is not right. I still don't think that. I don't think he walked to the locker room due to injury. Usually when you're walking no, back he with left, injury. No, he left the game early. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying yes. he didn't. But he's not 100%. No, I don't think so. But I, you know it's not because of injury. When you leave for injury, somebody's walking back there with you. 100% of the time. He walked back there on his own free will. Also, three minutes to four minutes earlier in that game, there's a transition from offense to defense. And the Lakers are playing a four-on-five because guess where LeBron James is? On the other end of the court, not hustling back on defense. LeBron James is just, I'm disappointed if I'm a Lakers fan and if I'm a Lakers player. You watched your best player. The greatest player of all time. Stop saying that. Walk out on you in the middle of the game. Your leader walked out on you. In In the middle of an important game where you could easily go the next game and get your ass kicked again. I'm pissed. I don't want to finish that series if I'm a player on the Lakers. I don't want to play with LeBron. This isn't the first time he's done that. No, you I know. know. That, right? I, I mean, I, that, I understand. He's done this before. Th- this is, this is where we've talked about. Oh, the Lakers are going back to back because they won the championship last year in the bubble. They're going back to back because they're the greatest. They have two of the best players in basketball, hands down. They were a favorite at the beginning of the year. I agree, but we're now starting to see that when LeBron James gets down, LeBron James gets out, and he gives up on his team. And then it's over. And they're probably going to come back and win this next game because there's a vengeance. I don't think Anthony Davis can go. I don't think he's going to play. Groin injuries. It, like, it's one thing to walk on a treadmill with a groin injury. You're not playing two and a half hours of NBA basketball with a popped groin. It's not happening. No, if anything, he gets in there for 12 minutes and re-injures himself. He's not playing. Like, I'm not going to slam LeBron for, the fi- for leaving five minutes early. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and do it. Like, I'm just not. I'm over that. I'm going to slam LeBron for what he did on the court. That was a LeBron needs to score 
night, and he knew that. And he tried to get his team involved instead of trying to take the game over. LeBron James is the greatest driver of the basketball in NBA history. There is nobody that can get to the rim in the history of the league better than he can. Still, at age 37 or 36. Nobody. And where were you, LeBron? Where were you in the paint? He had a nice third quarter. I'll give him that. He scored 17 in the third quarter. He was nowhere to be found the rest of the game. So, I mean, that's what I'm not holding the the walking out shit on him. Early. I, I don't care. Like, whatever. You know what? You're getting the piss kicked out of you. You're down 30. Let me tell you something. That was ridiculous what the Suns did last night. That, that was just... <laughs> I, I, could, I barely even watched the end of the game because I'm like, Jesus. Every time the Lakers would hit a shot with their bench in, and the Lakers' like end of the bench is better than Phoenix' end of the bench, the, the Phoenix would come down and hit two threes. Like, Dario Saric was just raining them in. I'm like, Jesus. Jalen Smith... Their rookie, who can't even get on the floor, is out. He's six foot eleven. He's raining threes from the corner. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But no, I'm not gonna get on LeBron about last night. I am gonna get on LeBron about last night, but the fact that he didn't try to assert himself better in the first quarter, I thought he was really lax the days ago with the basketball in the first quarter. Do you see the Cardinals shade tweet during the game end of the game? No. They said three or four quick touchdowns, and the Lakers are right back in this thing. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Like all I mean, it was it was sixty six to thirty six at the half. You're not coming back from throwing shade, like all of them. But that series is three two now. They play tomorrow. Predictions. Suns and seven is. Uh, Here's the problem: like LeBron is going to have to not rely on his teammates. And well, Schroeder and Harrell all had zero points. Oh, Harrell! Harrell's been. They can't even play him. Yeah. They can't play him in this series. Like, he has nobody to guard. And, th- see, this is why when they lost Rondo, I felt like that was a major loss for them. Schroeder is not Rondo. Rondo cares about getting his teammates involved. Schroeder's a scorer. Schroeder is going to struggle to score in this series strictly because he's going to have to beat a defense with, and he has no shooters around him. The Lakers don't shoot the ball. They're not a good shooting team. They, they don't shoot well. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, they're built to play with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Drummond all at the same time. They're built to play big. And if Davis can't go, DeAndre Ayton has nothing to worry about. He has nothing to worry about with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's not killing anybody in the paint. So that means you're not going to be able to drive the ball against them because the paint's packed. So that's the problem with Schroeder in this series. He's too much of a scorer. And if it's not going for him, it's not going. And if, you know, Caruso and Morris and KCP and Kuzma aren't hitting threes, they don't have much offense to go off of. Now, when Davis is out there, the two-man game with the pick and roll, that changes things because you have to worry about two of the top five players in the league. But LeBron, what I've noticed is uh, he used to pick his spots. He's now picking a half. His ankle is... I know it's bothering him because he's only able to play hard for about a half of basketball. He has to pick what half he needs to play hard in, and that's not going to work. Like, if Chris Paul is healthy and Chris Paul looks like he's about 80% to me, that's not going to work. Chris Paul is too good of a player, and he knows how to control the game for, to allow that to happen. He's going to put agree. pressure on LeBron. They're going to play in transition. And if Devin Booker is going to shoot like he shot last night, like, good luck. Top you don't have the scoring. 
What did you just say? Like top five shooter. No, in the league? stop it. No. Give the man. Credit. I'm not gonna let you get away with that one. That's not happening. No way. Put some respect on his name. You've always. I'm not. You've always talked down on Devin Booker. Because he has the most overrated seventy-point game in NBA history, but you've always talked. That's down not on true. Devin Booker. That's not true at all. I like Devin Booker. Devin Booker can play. You admitted it today on Facebook that you've talked down on Booker for the longest time. No, I said I'm not the biggest Devin Booker fan, but he can shoot or he can score. He's a top five shooter. No, he's a top ten scorer. He's not a top five shooter. Okay, top five shooter. Top five scorer. No, he's not top five score. Is he better than Steph Curry? He's a top five shooter. He's better than Kevin Durant. I, I'm going to say he's a top five shooter. Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I'm going to say he's a top five shooter. Damian Lillard. I'm going to say he's a top five no. shooter. No, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Duncan Robinson. I just named three. Chris Middleton. No, he's not. Ba- he's not a top the five dude, shooter. The dude needs respect. I, great, he's made All Star teams. This is his first time in the playoffs. Let's let's cool it with that. He's not even the best player on his team. Chris Paul is. Still needs respect. There's a lot of Fine. great players that weren't the best player on their team. A okay, but I'm not calling them top ten scorers. <laughs> so there's a you don't lot of get great to be players that weren't you, even the top two player on their team. You don't get to be a top ten scorer in the league and be the second best player on your team, and it's your first time in the playoffs. No, 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 no. you don't get to do that. No, no. Put some respect on. No, him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna like blow the kid up. He's a good player. I've o- I've always appreciated Devin Booker's ability to play basketball. He's a good basketball player. He gives you nothing defensively, and he's a good scorer. Like. He's a good player. I, I'm not saying he's not. He's an all-star. He's deserving of that. Congratulations. You, you finally made the playoffs. Good for you. You had Chris Paul on your team. He's the only reason you guys made the playoffs. What happened when Chris Paul went down in this series? They get destroyed. Chris Paul can't go. They're getting destroyed. That's all right. He went down last night grabbing his shoulder. The whole arena went silent because they all know. The, the commentators, Jim Jackson, or oh, I'm sorry, not Jim Jackson. There's a lot of Jackson. teams where one player goes down and they're, okay. they're screwed. Chris Paul is 36. Unless the 36-year-old is LeBron James, they shouldn't be freaking out like that. No, they should be freaking out. Oh, my God. All right, Bucks nets Let's move to it. I didn't even want to talk about that one. We're All right, we're fine. Even, we're not even through the first round yet. All right, Hawks-Knicks, is this over? I don't even want to talk about that one. Is it over? I'm just asking, oh, yeah, is it I over? It's over. It's over, I, I right? I mean, Knicks, Knicks are down three right now with, like, two minutes left in the first half. Yeah, they get the Hawks clinch that one. The one that I, I wanted to, to get to just for a little bit is Blazers Nuggets. Jesus Christ. Can we talk what? about how good Damian Lillard is? Yeah, but can we talk about the fact that he needed two overtimes no, no, to get to I 55 and still lost the game? Th- that's so. why I wanted to make it quick because the Nuggets aren't going to lose. Damian Lillard can't do that again. But Well, he no, he can do that again, but... Dude, yeah, but there, there's no way that the Nuggets... Let him do that again, and then don't fucking dominate him again. Like, I don't know. I, I just think that Damian Lillard is all of the trailblazers. I mean, nobody's disputing you on that. I mean, C.J. McCollum's a nice player. I didn't watch that game, and I'm very, very disappointed that I didn't. I watched the highlights this morning. I didn't see a single trailblazers highlight that wasn't Damian Lillard. Oh, those, those two shots he hit to send it to overtime and then double overtime, those were special. I mean... I'm still salty about the Thunder game winner over Paul George, but I always thought that that was lucky. I was like, "Oh, no, he's he's a clutch no. shooter." Like, but we're, we're I'm seeing it now. Like the dude, there's a guy that deserves respect from me. It's probably Damian Lillard. You know what though? Here's my problem. Dame's a great player, but <laughs> he scored 55 and lost the game. Like you can't 
You don't get to score 55 and lose and get praise for it. I'm sorry. I'm not giving you praise. I think you're you be, do. You're playing CJ a Nuggets McCollum, team. CJ McCollum. You're playing a Nuggets team that has no guards. Their starting point guard is Frank Compazzo and then Austin Rivers and Monte Morris. That's not even a mismatch. I think if CJ didn't throw the game, they win that game. I, I, he stepped on the line. It happens. Like, don't be in double overtime against the Nuggets. Like, the Nuggets are down one of their top two players, and you have two guards that should just destroy them. I mean, we all talk about Jokic isn't the best defender, and he's gotten better, but, like, name me a top defender on the, on the Nuggets. There's not one, okay? And you're playing against Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris. Those are the top four players on the Nuggets. Damian Lillard should be able to beat that team. There's nobody that can guard him on, that, on the floor. What more do you want him to do? Win the game. Don't be down twenty in the second quarter. Like I mean, they, Dude, they he can't do that shit by himself. He's not by himself. Yusuf Nurkic is a good player. If CJ Robert is Covington not performing that team, they're, he's not. He's gonna win a few games. CJ McCollum is a legitimate twenty-two point per game scorer. Robert Covington is a solid like sixteen points a game. Yusuf Nurkic is a good big. He's a good player. The Nuggets don't have a true mismatch. Jokic is a mismatch for anybody, but like. He shouldn't destroy Nurkic. Like, he shouldn't. That's not, like, a true mismatch. The Nuggets have nobody to guard those two guards. They have nobody. They don't have anybody to match them either on the other end, other than Jokic. Like, this series should be over. It, it should be. The Nuggets have grinded it out, and they've played better, and we haven't praised Jokic at all. The only people that are... praise all year. No, he hasn't, because there's people that are pissed that he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, no, he's gotten praise from... I will agree. It's shitty that he's not going to be praised from literally everybody, but you and I have been praising him all year. He's dominating this series. You know what his stat line was? I do not. 38, 11, and 9. Like, it's your center. You know, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 38 points. Yeah. And he shot like 68% from the field. He's ridiculous. And all we want to talk about is Dame had 55. I mean, yeah, you hit two really clutch shots. You've got to come through in the second overtime. You're playing a center who's just played like 56 minutes in this game. He should be exhausted by now, and you should be able to dominate the game. Just should. There's no way around it. Harsh. No, I'm just sick of Damian Lillard like acting like everybody hates him or that he's on Steph's level. He's not on Steph's level. He's not. And like people, because he pl- he scored 55, put him there. But like Steph Curry's been to the promised land. Like he's won the chip. And Damian Lillard can't get out of the first or second round. I wouldn't round. say he's on Steph's level, but I'd say he deserves the respect Stephen Curry gets. No, I don't think he's on. St- people put him on Steph Curry's level. That's fine. I'm not right, but people. like, but like, I understand you're not one of those people. But I feel like people give him way too much credit because he scores 55 in a loss and he hits two great shots. But he scores 55. And it's like, oh, he scored 55. What? Well, you know what? Tatum scored 50 against the fucking Nets and he won the game. And that was, like, the greatest game he's ever played. He had his best game ever in the playoffs, and he pulled out a win in a situation where he shouldn't have won the game. Like, I get it, Damian Lillard's up against it, but get the win. I mean, get it done. Get out of the first round. You've, you've beaten the Thunder in the first round. That's, that's legitimately your first-round playoff wins. And then a broken Rockets team with Dwight Howard. And that's, that's not accomplishing anything for me. And I just think he gets a lot of unwarranted praise. That's... All right, that's fine. So I'm not, I don't want to praise him for scoring. I'm going to give it to him. That was really incredible. Those two shots he hit were awesome. They were awesome. They, they kept cutting to it during the Lakers-Suns game, and they're like, 
tell me if you've seen this one before, Damian Lillard from three in the playoffs. Like, yeah, we, we have seen it a lot. He needs to win a memorable series for me. He needs to beat a team that's better than him for once. That's fair. So you want to move on to Bucks Nets? We can skip that if you want. I, I mean, I, I don't think we should talk about round two yet. I'll save that for next week. All right, that's fine. Um, um, the last one we got really, I mean, we have Memphis, Utah, but I mean, the series is over, but I feel like we're learning a lot about this ser- about these two teams from this series. If you want to touch on it, we can. I think the series itself is a little self-explanatory. You want me to just give you what I think? Yeah, go ahead. I think Memphis needs to make a move. Here's the move. They need to trade Jaron Jackson for James Wiseman. Here's why. I like Jaron Jackson. I think Jaron Jackson can be the third best player on a title team. I but I the think Warriors take that. My reasoning for it is I think Jackson is kind of the wrong fit with Morant. Like he can't really play the center. Like he can he's a center, but it's not really a true center position. He's not the best pick and roll player. He lacks some physicality down low. Yeah. I think, and also you'd be able to reset the rookie contracts. You'd have an extra year with Wiseman over Jack. I mean, Jackson's in his third year in the league. I feel like Memphis wouldn't do the deal. Okay. But I think if you, if Golden State and Memphis called each other and said, hey, Wiseman for Jackson, I think that's the right move because I think it helps Golden State. But I also think that Wiseman is a better fit with Morant than Jackson is. And then I feel like you're one more pick, kind of a wing guy to go. I mean, they have Brandon Clark. I like him. You know, he hasn't panned out a ton. I like Xavier Tillman. Dylan, Dylan Brooks is a really solid player. I like Dylan Brooks. They're like a center in James Wiseman minus Jaron Jackson plus whoever that wing is this year in the draft. That, that you know, 19th pick in the draft. He's six foot nine, shoots the three and plays defense. I feel like that's where they are. And if they get that guy and they make a move for a center, I really like Memphis in two years. That's that's how I feel. And then on the Utah side, I don't trust them at all. If they play the Clippers, Clippers are gonna smoke them. Yeah. I'm just gonna call it what it is. I, I think the Clippers will smoke them. I don't trust Gobert at all. I don't trust Mitchell either. I don't think Mitchell wants to be there. I don't want to say it, but I, I think he's – so Carl Anthony Towns is going to get pissed. I think Bradley Beal is going to get pissed. I think your next guy is Donovan Mitchell. I think he is. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that you thought the Celtics – No, no, no. I'm Donovan saying Mitchell. you're. it's no longer oh, like yeah, – yeah. it's no longer like what superstar is, is going to become a superstar next. It's what superstar is going to get pissed off and want out next. And I think Mitchell's like third or fourth on that list. No, I agree. I think that's where we're at. I 100% agree. Let's do Dallas Clippers quick here. I mean, Lucas hurt. Yeah. He's clearly I, hurt. There, see, there's not much that I really want to talk about with that. I think the Clippers haven't left up as long as Luka's not playing. We're not playing well. Is Rick Carlisle's job in trouble? Is he is he on the hot seat? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit, I think. Only reason I ask is I feel like they're missing something. And I don't think that Carlisle enjoys the way that he's allowing Luca to play. Like, Luca kind of plays like a backyard basketball style. He and it's, it's not. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that Carlisle fits that. I think Carlisle is not about that kind of style. 
I think they're a mo- they need to make a change. I don't know what the move it's is. It's hard to h- fire a head coach if they're making the playoffs. And, and it's hard to fire a coach like Carlisle, who's been a top seven coach in the league for almost a de- or over a decade now. Yeah, 100%. Oh, oh, no, it's actually almost it's a decade and a half, really. But I feel like Carlisle's the move, and I think they got to move Porzingis. I don't think he fits. He doesn't fit with Luca. The so only you're, thing you're, they can you're talking go back like rebuild kind of because without no, Porzingis not, and without Carlisle, I don't think they're a playoff team. Oh, I think they. I think they're actually better with Porzingis off the floor. When Porzingis is on the floor, the only thing he brings you offensively is he can stretch the floor. You can't post him up. He can't win a post up matchup. That's not what he does well. And defensively, he's terrible. Like he can't play against the Clippers. They're just seeking him out on whatever switch they want and destroying him. So. I'm not saying that they should fire Carlisle. I definitely think they need to move Porzingis. I I don't think he fits with Luka. Luka needs to play with either another wing similar to him that doesn't need the ball as much. If you put Luka on the Celtics and took Tatum off the Celtics, Jalen Brown would be perfect for Luka Doncic because he doesn't need to be the number one. He can hit enough. He can hit enough threes. He can handle in transition, and he's a good like or he's a good one-on-one scorer. Like. Luca needs a guy that is right on the wing with him that defensively is very good and can put pressure on the on the other team as far as a pick and roll player. And Porzingis can't do that. Yeah. But I I I think Carlisle and Porzingis are the move. This Dallas team, I just they should be better than where they are right now. And Luca's incredible. Like I I really think he's good, although he has yet to win a playoff series. Just like to bring that up. Hasn't won it yet, but he's been twice. I'll give him that. He's played the Clippers and only the Clippers. But it seems to me like they need to move those two pieces. I don't. I just don't think that Carlisle is the right coach for them. I think they need somebody younger with a different, like a Nick Nurse kind of guy. If they had Nick Nurse, I would trust them a lot more. But I, I don't know. Do you have anything? I mean, what about the Clippers? What, what do you make say. of them? I I think it's they're they've they're a little overrated, but I think if they get over the speed bump, I think they'll be they'll they'll kick it into gear to be able to. Make a playoff push. I still think they're the best team in the West. I mean, they messed up. They should not have tried to play Dallas. Yeah. I don't know why they would want to do that. Why would you want to play the best player in the West? Like, I'm just going to say it. Luka's the best player in the Western Conference. Other than his free throw problems that he's been having, the dude's unstoppable. I think he's been a little injured. Oh, no, he he has nerve damage in his neck. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly injured, but, like, I... He's the best player in the West. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play that team. No. Like, <laughs> he's incredible. He was hitting one-legged fall-away three-pointers. I've never even seen that before. Yeah, it's stupid what he can do. You can't trap him. You can't double him off a pick and roll. You can't blitz him. Whatever you do, it'll work like two times. Then he's like, "Oh, you've done that twice in a row. Okay, I'll do this now." It's, it's really incredible. Like, it's like watching a great quarterback that is playing against a great middle linebacker, and the middle linebacker is trying to outsmart him, and the quarterback's like, mm, no, I got you. Like, I know exactly where you're going right now. It's like watching Peyton Manning, honestly. Said, reminds me of the Cam Newton Green Bay Packers highlight. Oh, where he goes, it's that will roll. It's that will roll. Oh, you've been, oh, you been watching film? film? Yeah. Watch this. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of what that, kind of what that translates it, it's, to. It's really like watching Peyton Manning. Like, he's not, re- he's not athletic. You know, he's not the quickest guy, but, like, he sees everything the defense is doing Luca in ten years, I won't be surprised if we're talking about him as like a top ten all time player. I agree. He's he, but he's got to get over the hump. He needs to. He, there's a few things he needs to tighten up in his game. 
but boy, is he special. Like, he's he's special. He's the best player in the West, in my opinion. I don't think there's a better player in the Western Conference. I really don't. So, there's not much more playoff basketball I really want to talk right now. Uh, well, those are all the series. Yeah. I mean, and we still got a few more days until round two starts. Knicks are down five at the half. Philly's yeah. up seven right now. So, I want to move into something fun. Okay. Let's do it. I think we're at a, a good time, right? Let's, yeah, let's total? let's take a break quick. Okay. Let's take a break. And we're back. So, before the basketball gods blessed us with everything that had happened today, we had the idea of we were going to have a laid-back podcast. And you threw the idea either yesterday or earlier today about just doing a random ranking of something, something fun, something random. doesn't have to be involved with sports. And you and I have had a cereal debate very, very often on what is the best cereal. So I said, why not just give the top 10 cereals of all time? Oh, wait, you did top 10? Yes. Oh, I only did five. Oh, I have 10. I was short on time. I only did five. I I was busy. I was working. You know, I only read five. So Okay, that's fine. I'll I have give, five. I'll Although, give you my bottom five. I'm just going to let you know I can come up with five. Like, in uh, no yeah, time. Well, so, you can do that. So I can start at one, and if you want to give me some extra time, we can. No, we should start at 10. All right, no, one's probably easier. But I know your number one, and you know my number one. Do you know my number one? I think I know your number one. Oh, what's your number one? Honey Bunches of Oats with Almonds. Okay. It, it, it's the best cereal ever. It, it's, it's healthy, kind of, and it tastes very good. I could eat it forever. I love almonds. What more could you ask for? It's the best cereal. And by the way, I have some very questionable cereals on here, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So Listen, your number one. The number one answer to the best cereal of all time is Captain Crunch. Crunch berries? Doesn't matter. Captain Crunch? Doesn't matter. Okay. Any any version of Captain Crunch is the answer. Okay. What's my favorite joke of all time, Tamara? I mean, I'm not gonna get it exactly, but But what are the three main ingredients? This is I stole this from a comedian. The three main ingredients of that cereal fiber are glass. sugar, no no, sugar, <laughs> crack cocaine, and fiberglass. You're addicted. You can't stop. Your roof, oh. The roof of your mouth is bleeding, but you are already pouring another bowl. Oh, like, I, I, that leads me to my number two. I told Tamara as I was making my list, I could eat these shits until the roof of my mouth bleeds. Captain Crunch Berries is my number two cereal. It's great. Uh, it's, I, had to, I actually thought, like, if I had a box of Captain Crunch and a box of Honey Bunches, which am I grabbing? I'm grabbing the Captain Crunch. Oh, absolutely. But, well, I mean, you, you need I to get eat? your crack fill yeah, for the but day. If so. I had to choose one to eat for the rest of my life, I don't think I could choose Captain Crunch because my mouth <laughs> wouldn't open after a while. No, so we've had that debate also. You have, like, one food for the rest of your life. Yes. And I think we all three of us agreed on cereal. Yeah. It was my it was my choice first, and you guys were like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's cereal. Yeah. Like, Well, I wasn't but, here. I just kind of said it. Right, but, like, my answer to the food I would eat for the rest of my life is my number two option. It's frosted mini wheats. Yeah. Okay. I knew and, that. and I like the strawberry ones better, but my list is the, the classic regular frosted mini wheats. Um, just because the strawberry ones are, you know, they're a little too snazzy for my list. I, I didn't go top. all snazz in class. Like I kind of went with some classics here. Not on my top. Ten. That's okay. Well, by all means, jump in. Like, this is your chance to get on here. Productive so. discussion. I agree with Andrew for the number one. That's also what I have. Is the honey bunches also? You guys can, like, 
piss off. I'm sorry. Like it's the best. It's not the best cereal. Like the best cereal is supposed to be your dirty pleasure cereal. It, dude, right? It's a dirty pleasure. No, it's not. I would like, make love my, to a box my, of honey, honey bunches, bunches of oats. Of oats are like, huh? Trying to watch my figure this week. Let me eat some honey bunches of oats. No, like, because it doesn't work that way. You're like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm eating healthy until you're four bowls of cereal deep and some honey bunches of oats. There's probably so much sugar in honey bunches. Oh yeah. Gotta be. Uh, I don't know if the sugar's that high. Dude, there's gotta be some the, sort of like drug the in carbohydrates can, are definitely. I could eat a whole box, a family box of honey bunches of oats. All right. Well, what's your number two then? French toast crunch. <laughs> Garbage. That leads me into Garbage. my number three: cinnamon toast crunch. My Not on my list. Also. I feel like you guys are gonna have like the same list. No, because his list gets dumb. Yeah, she doesn't See, like. My I think <laughs> you guys. I know Tamara's gonna hate my list because I have like three on here that I know she hates. You're probably gonna hate my list too. My number three is Fruit Loops. I'm sorry. You, I hate Fruit Loops. You cannot go wrong they with make Fruit your Loops. Mouth feel waxy. And who hates Fruit Loops? Honestly, oh, I hate. They're not in my top ten. Fruit Loops are like a classic cereal. Every kid grew up eating Fruit Loops. If you didn't grow up eating Fruit Loops, there's something wrong with you. They weren't. They weren't even in the thought of my top ten. Unbelievable. All right. So just before we go to the next one, Honey Bunches of Oats and Captain Crunch have the same amount of sugar. So I want the shit that ta- that makes my crap green. I want green. the shit that gives me the same amount of sugar. It just doesn't make my roof <laughs> my mouth. No, I like somebody dumps listen, lava on listen, it. Listen, I can eat an entire box of Captain Crunch. I can't eat a t- hey, an entire box. Able, yeah, but you're not going to be able to talk for the next week. Yes, please, eat an entire box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> please. Listen, do the world I, a favor. Any food that makes my mouth bleed is good food. Like, Jeez, if I, you know how you know how you know it's good because your mouth is bleeding and you still want more of it. <laughs> That's how I know it's the best cereal. Because if it tasted like shit, nobody would want to eat it because, like, damn, this is terrible. But my mouth is also bleeding. Why am I eating this? No, my mouth's bleeding and I want another bowl. They do taste good, but I don't want my mouth to bleed, so I let it sit for like ten minutes. But no, then no, no, I, no, 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 no. I want it before that ten minutes is up, so I force myself. You endure to like, the it, pain. Is no, it fiber? With it. Is it made with fiberglass or is it rusty nails? Like is it's, oh, it's, it's fiberglass? Is it fiberglass? fiberglass. Okay. Yes. All, right. All right. Did you give your number three? Cinnamon toast crunch. <sighs> so my number four, honeycomb. Oh my god. Who who likes honeycomb? It's Honey- on my list, just not yet. Like that that good. was a cereal that you guys liked. Yes, you liked that cereal. Oh yeah, I my, hated my, that. cereal. My family will randomly get a box of honeycomb, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, I get hyped for a little bit. Like, give me some LeBron baby powder or chalk. Let me chuck that bitch in the air because I'm getting ready to eat like as much as I can before they're gone. All right, Tamara, what's your number four? Uh, the Cheerios oat crunch. No. Okay, so I also have Cheerios, oh but I just gosh. have plain Cheerios. No. Look. No. I went with the classics. You can't go wrong with a plain bowl of Cheerios. No, and if you want to argue, sure. look, if you want to argue Honey Nut Cheerios, I won't fight you on it. They're not my personal favorite, but either one of those two Cheerios can go here. Okay. It's like Cheerios backslash Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Your Cheerios, I'll accept it because it's a great cereal that... Oats, whatever it's, it's like called. Cheerios and granola mixed together. Yeah, it's, it's a really good cereal. Like, I'm very addicted to that. But it's not a classic. I went with the classics. That's what I appreciate in a cereal. I like a good classic I mean, you cereal. you can be boring all you want with your cereal. I'm not being boring. I'm picking the ones that every Cheerios kid grew up boring. on a kid. Cheerios aren't boring. I like Cheerios. They're good. Trash. I can eat a whole box. I, I, I got to stop saying that as an analogy. <laughs> I can eat a whole box of it. You could put, you could name a cereal dog I, shit. 
and na- put it in a cereal box, and I eat a whole box <laughs> of I it. I specifically like, buy cereal that you don't like so that you won't eat my cereal, and, and you I still, still eat, eat your cereal. My cereal. Yeah, and it's number five, Reese's Puffs. Oh, God. Special K chocolate. I have honey bunches of oats here. Okay. Th- they're my fifth. Like, like I said, it's a classic. Doing them dirty. Great but. cereal, you know. Um, By the way, I said with almonds, any honey, honey bunches of oats works. I prefer the almonds. Oh, me too. One, I prefer that like, one. I do like the vanilla one, too. The vanilla, there's strawberry cho- or sh- strawberry chocolates on there. Those are I really like good. The, I also like the strawberry and almond one, too, or like yeah, it's strawberry, yeah, strawberry and vanilla. With almonds, yeah. yeah, I like that one, too. Um, my number six is Rice Krispies. Not even on my list. Oh my god! Like you can't go wrong with a bowl You're of Rice Krispies. Again. Okay, but this There's is they like don't have a taste, man. What do you just? You can't talk about not having a taste. We haven't gotten there yet, but you cannot <laughs> talk about. They not don't. Having they taste. don't taste. I'm like really anything. hoping that Andrew you, has brand flakes no, 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 on his no, no, no. list. Oh, do you, okay. Do you just like? Do you just get amused by the the popping that you hear when you no, dump like, the milk in? No, like like I like when they get soggy and then oh. it's just kind of like. No, you have to eat any like like Rice Krispies, Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. You have to eat them in like two minutes. No, I like when good. I like when the Rice Krispies are a little bit soggy. I like them when they're kind of like the consistency of oatmeal. Honestly, oh. I don't put a lot of milk Just in there. Make oatmeal. I like it when they soak up all the milk, so it's only Rice Krispies in your bowl, and then like you just. It's kind of like eating like oatmeal, but it's cold. And I, I like the taste of them. They're good. Just make oatmeal, man. Whatever. Like, they're good. That's a good cereal. If you want to argue with me on Rice Krispies, like, that's another classic. What kid doesn't like Rice Krispies? I think I know what the one is. it Kicks? Is Kicks on his no. list? Oh, no. man. No. It, I thought about putting Kicks on my list. Like, I grew up on that shit. All right. What, what do you guys have? Cinnamon Cheerios. Oh, my God. I already said Reese's Puffs. Okay. All right. Um, Six. You got here. Wasn't that no? That was six. That was five. No, it wasn't. I had Reese's Puffs as five. I have. I've. I'm on Rice Krispies with six. six. What was your five? Yeah, you. Must I said honey bunches of oats. I've had said Captain Crunch, Frosted Mini Wheats, Fruit Loops, Cheerios, honey bunches of oats, Rice Krispies. That's six. Oh, oh, I'm on Fruity Pebbles. Is my six then? My next one to read off is my seventh one. So you gotta be. Yeah, I'm. I'm about to read oh, off my your, seventh. Yeah, what's your sixth? My sixth. Oh, yeah. I said it. Cinnamon Cheerios. Oh, okay. yeah. You're uh, the only one that hasn't oh, said right, six. My bad. Uh, seven, the best number ever. Crave. Have you had it? Have you had yeah, it? I've had it. I've never had it. It's really it's, good. It's solid. It's all right. Like, I'm not putting that on the best cereals of all time, though. No, it's not all time. It's just my favorite. Yeah, like, well, that's yeah. that's see, that's how I did this. I looked at it as the best cereals no, of all because, time. Because, like, then you have to have Fruit Loops. No, oh, it's like your favorite. Well, that's what I thought we were doing here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Whatever. All right. What's what's your seventh? Did you say it already? No. Strawberry mini wheats. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've already s- I've had that way higher. Like, that's that's a classic cereal. Mine is Wheaties. Ew. <laughs> you don't like Wheaties? Wheaties are good. I like Wheaties. Wheaties they're, aren't in my top like, ten, but Wheaties, good. if anything, are the most famous cereal because they always have a great athlete on them. Like... <laughs> I like Wheaties. Like, they're not the most flavorful thing ever. In but the five years we've been together, I've never once seen you eat a bowl of Wheaties. Well, I'm not going to buy Wheaties. Like, that's... <laughs> then why are they on your <laughs> list? I like them, and they're a classic oh cereal. I told gosh. you, I went for the greatest cereals of all time. Well, you uh, did this you, Yeah, you did this all I wrong. don't care. I can do this list however I want. I like all of these cereals. Fine. Number eight. Very questionable, and I made my list. Disgusting. Corn Pops. 
Which, oh, by the way, I, God. Would, I would take brand you mean like You mean like Pops? Yeah. Like yeah. they were the yellow? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the God. The that looks like a nugget of Yeah, corn. what the hell is wrong with you, it's, man? Dude, they're so no, good. No. Like they styrofoam. are so yeah, good. Yeah, they're literally, no, they're literally styrofoam. No. They, they are no, absolutely no, styrofoam. No, yes, no, they are. No, no, no. Pops taste like styrofoam. They are so good. No, those are no. awful. I remember we used to get like, uh, we used to, I remember my dad used to buy the box of like three little mini boxes of cereals. Oh, yeah. Because we'd, we'd get those in, like, the coupons because we were poor. Like, you'd get the coupons for that where you'd get three mini boxes. And it was always, like, Apple Jacks, Honey Nut Cheerios, and Pops. Yep. And I would just have a stack of Pops in the fucking cabinet because they were the grossest thing ever. They're, they're styrofoam. Terrible choice on your part. Tamara, what's yours? Honey Nut Cheerios. All right, whatever. That's all of the Cheerios that I have on. Thank God. Like, you have seven different Cheerios. Like, come on. You couldn't have been a little bit better about this? I got Lucky Charms. Not even on my list. You got... What? They're they're magically delicious. Like, come on. Lucky Charms are good when you're a kid, but as soon as you're an adult and you have a bowl of Lucky Charms, you're like, what am I even eating right now? Uh, No, I'm eating marshmallows with some Cheerio-type cereal. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not even sure what that cereal is. Like, but... I mean, come on, you're eating marshmallows. And they're a little bit crispy. Like, I like oh. that the like, marshmallows like are crunchy. Maybe, maybe the marshmallows are good, but the actual cereal... No, is I like the cereal, too. Like, No. Oh, whatever. Disgusting. All right, go ahead. What's your eighth? Corn pops. Or, or ninth, ninth, I'm sorry. Frosted Flakes. That's my tenth. Okay. They're my tenth. That I couldn't leave them off. Yeah. Who does, you know, they're great. Like, oh, they're yeah. great, you know? They're great. You know, I, great cereal. Oh, Great cereal. What do you got? Honeycomb. Honeycomb. Oh, God. Why do you guys like that? Because it's good. Like, it's I really can't good. even think of what that tastes like because I just remember as a kid, we got it a couple times. Just terrible. It tastes like honey. I don't, I don't want to eat that for breakfast, really. That's why I don't really like Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, I just, the taste of honey for breakfast. Like, I feel uh. like honey is the most, like, popular time for breakfast. Honey on toast, like... Honey in your tea. yeah, but I don't want to eat that with milk. Like no, I, not as a cereal. Just not as a cereal. That's Delicious. weird. I want like if I'm eating a sugary breakfast cereal, I want it to taste like fruit or cocoa or cookies. <laughs> like and not honey. Surprisingly, cocoa crisp didn't make my I list. Was just I ask if that I was loved your cocoa crisp as a kid, but it's not a classic. What is Remember, they're just the cookies. They're just the cookies. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, they're I literally just cookies. So like what's your nine? Sugar Smacks slash Honey Smacks. I knew that was going to be on your Wait, with the list. bear? No, as the the no it's the frog. They're like little puffs. Little it's, it's like a little brown puff. Looks it's like these, a little... isn't them? Look at like a puffed oat. There? Those things. Oh, yeah. That's the off-brand of Honey Oh, smacks. yeah, yeah. The oh. Honey and Sugar Smacks originally was a frog. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... That's a great cereal. I knew that was going to be on your list. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love that cereal. Good. I really love that cereal. We're talking the, the things I showed you are the same thing, right? Yeah, I think they're like... Let me see. Show it to me. I, I don't have it in front of me. It's it's these. It looks like like a puffed wheat, golden right? Golden crisps? Yes, that's the same I think thing. that's right. Yeah, yeah I that think looks, the same thing. That those were right. an honorable mention for me. Almost like, made the list. Those were a super good cereal as a kid. They're like Rice Krispies with great flavor. That's why I liked them. So they should be I higher. I can't even... Like I no, because I know what they taste like, but I can't describe what they. Taste I like. always thought they were disgusting as a kid because they just like I was like, oh, those don't really look that good, but they're pretty good. I remember pretty like, like when you and I start say that they taste like sugar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't need to say that. Like I remember when you and I started dating, and your dad always bought those, 
I fell in love with your dad. Like, sugar and honey smacks, they're not called sugar smacks anymore, but honey smacks are awesome. The The ingredients are sugar, wheat, corn syrup, honey, caramel color, salt, and wheat. (laughs) Sound great for you. Terrible (laughs) for you. Full of eight essential vitamins and minerals, right? (laughs) Like... Okay. All right, so Frosted Flakes was my 10th. Yep. We already know that. I have Cocoa Pebbles written down. I'm changing it. I thought I've never had this cereal, but I have. Count Chocula. Count Chocula is a good it's cereal. It's so much better than it's Cocoa Pebbles. It's a very Pebbles. good cereal. Yes. That, see, the problem with that one, though, it's in the Oreos and the Cocoa Crisp. and the. It's in that weird cereal that you remember eating as a kid, and you're like, Wow, this is just like eating cookies. It shouldn't be good for me at all. It shouldn't be eaten after breakfast. So I like to count chocula, but no, it, it's it's too much of a dessert item for me. That's the problem with it. What were you gonna say? Yeah, what's your ten? My ten is fruity pebbles. Yeah, I'll accept that. I like, mean you're missing. There should be a six like mine is, but I have the perfect list. No, you don't. You're, you, everyone else's list is wrong. Your list no, has I went corn with corn pops on. Yeah, you have corn pops. I need to buy. I'm going to buy a box of corn pops, and we're going to have a bowl of cereal live next week. We're all going to uh, maybe not live. We're I'm not eating of, styrofoam. We're going to have a bowl of corn pops for the show next week. And like you, I'm going to prove said, you fucks wrong. My family was also poor, and I had to buy those little tiny boxes. And I don't know if Garrett's family just let him not eat them because maybe they weren't as poor as mine was. Well, that was I my was, dad. But I was forced to eat them because if there was food, I had to eat it, and I don't need to. I don't need you to remind me what they taste like. I know they're disgusting. Yeah, Dude, I, you're wrong. They're like eating the when little foam. When was the foam. last time you had them? Oh, it's been a it's been a minute. Yeah, so like maybe I you think need you're to just buy them and remind yourself how nasty. Oh, we'll have a I bowl think, of cereal next yeah, week. Yeah, like I, okay. you know what, you know what? While you're at the store, please buy a box of honeycomb because I would like that too. Nope, just buying some corn pops. And if I'm wrong, I'll change my list and I'll admit to being wrong. But I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Really, never wrong. <laughs> never wrong. All right. Okay, London Eye. So <laughs> that's so, an inside joke. I don't. I'm not going to explain it because no. I'm not going to so, do that. But that's a major, major inside. So joke. we went through our ten, and we're looking to do this every week, right? Something like this. If we have time, I would like try to, to squeeze it in. Listen, we're coming into a slow season here. Yeah. I'm good with doing the 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 rankings. So if you guys want to hear some rankings, give, make us rank something. My favorite thing to do is to rank. Yeah, things. I yeah, love us, ranking give stuff. Give us ideas because honestly, this was harder to come up with than I thought it was going to be. I, it was it was one of the simpler ones, but I tried to find more like in depth ones. I even asked like our softball group chat, and it just didn't didn't work. Honestly, I got one for next week. Okay, rank the top ten French fries. Oh. Style of fries. Are we ta- like style of fries, or can we? Can I say like McDonald's? No, no, no. I want like the style of fries. Okay. Like. Because okay. right, like cut, we, I think we all agree, cut, like smiley, curly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to rank the fries. So the that's way, our I'm homework. I'm gonna say it right now. Curly fries are the best. You can go to hell. I think. No, I go to, to I hell. Have to think about them. Go to hell. All right. Um, it's random question time. I've asked every single random question, but we have uh, a request. We have two this week because I actually have. Oh, one you want to well. ask yours? I am gonna you ask you yours next week. No, I want to ask it now. I, I'm thinking of it now. I want to ask it now. Yeah, we only ask one. No, we're doing two this week. week. We did like three a couple weeks ago. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. You I've guys asked, asked me like you asked me like a movie question and you asked me like a favorite athlete question or something. No, no. I'm asking happen. a random question. Okay. All right, well. Tamara has been waiting on hers, and then if we have time, we can get to yours. Yeah, I had to um, wait a week. You should have to wait. I'm not waiting a week. Go for it. I should have to wait two weeks. She she had hers two weeks ago. Okay. What fictional restaurant or store do you want to go into in real life? 
fictional restaurant or store. Yeah. So like book, movie, yeah. something like that. I have okay. my answer if you want to think about it. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that for a minute because you've known. See, this is why it's bullshit because well, you've I, known I the question. I told her not to. I just, just because you were at work. Yeah. Like, we were just talking about it before you got home. See, like with those, you got to let me. If it's not sports related, you got to give me a heads see, up on that. it's the complete opposite for me. Like, I'm 24-7 sports, 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 like something like that. I got to think about yeah, it because there's I, a right I, and a wrong I answer in my can. mind. I told her. No, like that's, yeah, okay. I told I, I know her what to ask with. you, but I was like, you, you watch a bunch of movies. You watch like shows. You probably know. Um, You've seen Toy Story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pizza oh, Pizza Planet. Planet. Okay. I had said Good uh, Burger at first because, you know, welcome to yeah. Good Burger, home, home of the Good, good Burger. Can yeah. I take your order? Yeah, oh, like that was my answer, and then like Bob's Burgers was an answer, but no, Pizza Planet is Pizza Planet was lit. I looked like I I thought I would have a great time at Pizza Planet when I was younger, and like my name was on the bottom of Woody's boot. That that movie was made for me, my nickname that I now hate. Uh, it's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Ah, this is hard for me. Like I have my answer. You have I the think friend, you have the friends fucking I restaurant. I no, I would never go there. Say, like that. Central Perk is like the place for me. I love going into cafes. That is 100% what I would pick. I literally knew that was going to be your answer, too. I'm like, she's going to pick Central Perk. Like, that's not even a question. Like, you could say something from The Office, but everything in The Office is pretty much true. Like, Like, uh, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, we've been there. Like, so it was tough at first. I actually looked up a list. Cause like I had to jog my memory. Do you want? Do you want me to read you off? Some no, places no, no. I, I, I think I have my answer. It's probably not like a flashy answer, but it's a cantina in Star Wars. That's fair. Oh yeah, that's I that's where I want to go. That. Like no, you know, a, a mo- or a store or a restaurant. Yeah, I want to go to the cantina. Like that's some badass that's place. Like one. yeah, I mean, I don't want to sing the song, but because that's your alarm for yeah. some reason. But because it just wakes me up. Yeah, that that's my answer. Like, I mean, I'm a Star Wars geek. That's my thing. That's where I'd want to go. I like that's the fair. Pizza Planet answer, though. That's that's a good answer. You know, the, the claw. <laughs> like, I, I'd want to go there. That's a pretty cool place. Um, I like that question. That's okay. a good question. Oh yeah, that's all. all right. No, 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 no. This that's <laughs> bullshit. No, screw you. I'm asking this. I've had this. We've had this conversation before. I want to know his answer to it. You've got a telep- you've got a time machine teleporter whatever. You can you can be in attendance at one sporting event in history. What is it? The baseball game after 9/11. That's your answer? Yes. Okay. All right. What like which like the Mets game or, or the Yankees George Bush game? Throughout the first okay, pitch. the George Bush. Well, that yeah. wasn't right after 9/11. It was like a week after 9, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was a couple weeks cuz that was a playoff game. It was a few weeks after okay. 9/11. But okay. All right. All right. That's that's fair. It's a sad answer to th- when you think about no, it. But like it's a good answer. Like America was very unified. It, we, we, that was probably the most unified America's been in a while at that point. It's uh, the most unified we've been to date. Yeah, I would, I would agree say. with you on that for um, sure. I mean, there are definitely some better answers, but I've always thought. Like yeah, I mean, like the answer that a lot of people go to would be like Miracle on Ice. That's yeah. that's the one that most people probably would say. Um, no. I, if I had to choose something other than that, my favorite Super Bowl ever is Cardinal Steelers Super Bowl. Ugh. So it it probably be that. My thing is I don't get I don't make like attachments to like so like Miracle on Ice. I don't make attachments to that. So like well, I, I know you're way too young. Yeah, for it, I, as am I. Like I'm 21 years old. I I don't I don't know much about Miracle on Ice to begin with. Like I know what happened, but 
No, I know about the 9-11 baseball game. It was the Yankees game where George yeah. Bush threw out the first pitch. Yep. I was alive, at least. I don't remember well, the, happening. The actual first game after 9-11 was the Mets. It's where the player they, ran around with the, the American flag, No, right? that was Sammy Sosa um, at Wrigley Field. Uh, okay. The Mets played the night after 9-11. They were going to postpone the game. I believe they won on a walk-off, and that was pretty special. Like, that was the first sporting event yeah. at all. Like, at all the sporting events were canceled that week. So the NFL delayed its season, and the Yankees were supposed to play that afternoon. They canceled that. I mean, obviously they canceled that game, but the Mets played, I believe it was either the night after or the, the next night they played, and that was the first sporting event. It was, um, oh, I think it was on, like, a major network, too. I want to say it was on Fox. Like, it was a Fox night game. It was, it was a big game, uh, and the Mets won, I believe, on a walk-off. So that, that was a pretty special one. I, I like the Yankees pick. Um, my answer is uh, Michael Phelps in 08 winning yeah. the not the eighth gold medal, but the seventh gold medal, the 100 fly, the final for that. That's always been like a special moment. I just remember that as a kid. Like he won by a fingernail and it like, pro- you know, it, it was the most dominant performance of anybody at the Olympics ever. And it's the Olympics. Like, so that would be mine. I, just really like Michael Phelps as a kid. I thought that was a you know any, anytime anything the United States does something as a whole, like I feel like the whole country's but like who wasn't behind Michael Phelps? You yeah, one hundred percent. So I mean, I like your answer for the nine eleven thing. I think that was that was a pretty cool. Mo- I do remember all that. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I, I was I was two years old when all of that happened. So like I don't remember it happening. And I told you we went to the city this weekend, and I told you I said like I I want to get. One thing that I really want to do in my life is I want to sit down with somebody that 100% remembers what happened. Yeah, because right. That is that is the biggest one of the biggest moments in recent history for the United States. Um, and I was two years old. Yeah, I mean, you have no recollection yeah. of it whatsoever. Like I could ask my mom, but she was also young. So like your mom or my grandma would be like the perfect people to ask. Or if I could sit down with somebody that. Lived in the city at that time, and yeah, 100% I don't. I don't think to you're going to get anybody that lived Probably in the city not. to talk about that. No. I really don't think they'd want to. So I, I think going with the the most unified America's been in in a very very long time with the Yankees 9/11 game is 100% my answer. I also like the World Cup 2014 came to mind because in Brazil because that was oh yeah that, yeah that was like the first like World Cup and the best World Cup that I'll probably ever see. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that. We could we can talk about this some other time. Yeah, Brandon, we don't yeah. really talk about soccer a lot, but we we can still do I that. I don't know. I liked South Africa. That was That's that fine. was a good World Cup. But um, anyways, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you to all the listeners. Remember to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the podcast five stars and leave your comments. Follow us on Twitter at highly undisputed. That's highly undisputed without the e. Send us your questions to highlyundisputed two four seven at gmail.com. And check us out next week. We're going to try to post this a little bit sooner because NBA playoffs happen a little bit faster than NFL does. So these are probably going to be coming out on the Thursdays, maybe Fridays, depending on how we work, how the recording goes. Uh, but we will see you guys next week. Unless there's major breaking news like Aaron Rodgers gets traded. I will try to get some uh, ideas from people. I know you're going to